Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm here with Nikki Javala from the Washington Post. We're going to dissect from a big picture perspective the ugly 24-8 loss to the Eagles. That's two losses in a row. Some pretty bad football here the last couple weeks. As a reminder, you can subscribe to the John Conn Report wherever you get your podcast. On YouTube, it's at Empire Media. But you guys don't want to hear about that right now. But I have Nikki Javala here. And Nikki, tell them, before we get into the dissection and all the ugliness, tell them where they can follow you. At Twitter, at Nikki Javala, or at WashingtonPost.com, at Slash Sports. There we go. Now we got the basics out of the way. Let's get to your anger. We know you got it. So we're going to try and let you know what happened, what's going on. And from a big picture perspective, what does this all mean? So, Nikki, let's start there. Two weeks ago, you're at the stadium, you're leaving the stadium, you're, you're leaving the stadium, and the people are in this great mood, and they're celebrating, and there's all these good vibes. Two weeks later, where are we? We drop from week one. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, from them going to that win, you know, where they appear to show a dynamic offense, everybody thinks, oh, it, things are finally starting to change. Here we go, there it again. Um, and even Ron says, you know, guys bounce back. There was not, you know. It, it felt like something was changing. They were utilizing all their weapons. Then you go to Detroit. Everything collapses. It's an utter disaster. They have a second-half rally that falls short. Um, but you think this is a one-game fluke. It was that bad. You got, you think this is this can only happen once. Sure enough, it happens again. Literally the same thing this week. Um, stacks, uh, missed tackles, explosive plays, all the same things. They fall behind 24-0 at the half. And they, they didn't have a second half rally this time. And and you're facing a much better team. You can't do that stuff against the Eagles. Two weeks in a row, though. Why do you, why do you think the what do you think the reason right. is for the slow? The, that's I wouldn't even say slow start. Those are ugly stuff. No start. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think again, it's, it's so many different issues that you can't pinpoint just one and put the blame on that and say, oh yeah, we can just fix this and we'll be better, right? I mean, the offensive line for protection. They can't establish the run game because they get behind so far so early. Um, you know, missed tackles, explosive plays, the sacks. Oh, my God, the sacks. What is that? Like mm, 15, 15 games. Yeah, it, it's insane. Um, so they can't really get much of any offense going. And until they do, I mean, it's going to be the same thing over and over. It is. It's the sacks and then also the big plays allowed. I mean, we'll right. get into that in a little bit. But I had this stat. I saw this after the game where I found – did some research, mm-hmm. did a little homework. Did a little Googling. It's like seven plays now of 40 yards or more. They had they allowed 12 all of last year. 12. For all the issues they had last year, they were better at preventing the big play. But let's stick on offense right now because one of the things I'm wondering too, see, I don't know if you agree or not, but the run game, you brought it up, and you're right. I think last week against Detroit, I felt like you could have done a little bit earlier, but there were so many negative plays that they kept getting behind. But today they came out wanting to throw. Yeah. And I know, like last year, Scott Turner likes to he, he North Turner, his dad at his core was he wanted to run the ball, but he also liked to get ahead with the pass, mm-hmm. finish with the run. But I think I wonder if Scott Turner sometimes last year they kind of had that little gathering where said, gotta run the ball more. Yeah. They have the weapons. Right. We all know that. But do they need to maybe try to do a little bit more in the run game earlier in games to at least stay ahead of the chains and get something going? I think so. I was surprised they didn't try to establish it earlier, especially knowing the team they're going against. Philly wasn't particularly as strong against the run on defense. So, yeah, it, let alone like a- after the second sack, at least, now is when you really start to get 
and they had they had some success. They had some good runs, right. but they didn't stick with it. And before they knew it, the game got away from them. And they couldn't stick with it. I mean, I think Carson had thirty three of his forty three attempts in the second half. So it was, it was all passing. And and I don't want to blame it on the inability to run, but I do think the way this offense is going now, when I I look at it like you need to have an alternative. And I felt like that last week too. There was nothing to fall back on. Is that? Do you think? Is that a an offense recorded or need to call? It? Is that an offensive line? Is that is that needing Brian Robinson back? I it's certainly having him back would help, yeah. no doubt. Um, and what is that? Probably it's going to be at least two weeks, right? One more game after this. Um, but yeah, I think some of it is play calling, um, especially early. I know a lot of OCs like to stick to that fifteen play script. This is again one I thought they would come out running, um, given the circumstances. So, you know, and I think the O line can can do a better job overall. I mean, I, I think the interior of the line, you know, they lost Chase really to, you know, probably for the season, but you know, the guards have they've been worked over a little bit yeah, over I, these last two games. Are you surprised by that? Um, yes and no. Not no, not because of the players, nothing against Trey Turner or Andrew Norwell, but Surprise only because this was a group that really held up well last year. They dealt with injuries and the coronavirus and so many other things. The offensive line, despite all their injuries and issues, really, you know, held up well. And I, you know, I credit a lot of coaching for that. So I thought you would kind of see a lot of the same this year since so many players returned. But so far, it hasn't been the case. And that really shows you the value of guys like Brandon Sheriff and, you know, Eric Flowers had a really good season. So, And that's the, the other thing, because my thought with the O-line was, I like the depth. wasn't sold on the wasn't sure where the starters would be, right. and maybe it's just that the the depth. It's just there's a lot of equality throughout that one through eight or whatever, but it doesn't. And I think the other thing that was disappointing today is Sam Cosme got beat a few times around the end as well. Is this a group that you know? But we also know Matsko, John Matsko, the line coach, mm-hmm. probably the best position coach here. Is this a group that you feel can get it going in the right direction? I think so. I mean, I, I think it's on them and Carson too. I, I think they. Need some time to go. I think it's it's definitely possible to work out the things. We saw what they were in week one. You know, it's definitely possible. Um, but I, I think the longer they lose, the more they lose in the fashion they did today and in week two, it's going to become harder and harder. And you're right. Like the, when any, anytime there's that many sacks, it's not just on the the offensive line. Although watching it, I before we started taping, I went back and watched those nine sacks again. It's a mm-hmm. TV version, so you're not getting the full version. Mm-hmm. But there were probably a couple where I'd say Carson probably could have gotten rid of the ball quicker. There was one, I think it was like a, it was a fumble play. Mm, the fumble play yeah. was the one because you have two guys underneath. It was Rodgers and, and Gibson, short game, mm-hmm. short game. But it's, it would have been set up a third and two. And said it's a fumble right. because he's holding the ball a little bit long. So there were a couple like that. And I also thought the Eagles did a good job taking some of the shallow stuff away. There was one time it was a three-step or it's out a gun, I think three-step. Shallow cross was covered. They know what was coming. So, you know, but with Wentz, do you feel that is an area? I mean, this is what we heard about him, right? Right. right. I, I mean, I think it is something. He admitted as much to yeah. a game that, you know, there are times he's got to let go of the ball. Um, it just puts undue stress on the offensive line, especially on the edges. You know, there, I, it, there were clearly times when Charles Leno was holding up his guy well, but, you know, it takes a toll. You can only do that for so long. There's like a couple seconds where it works and you got to let it go. Um so, yeah, I, I think it's definitely an area where Carson Wentz can improve upon. And, you know, again, it's possible. There's proof it's possible. Sure. Absolutely. I think the other thing with that, then you, it's pocket presence. Okay. Is that where, where do you think yeah. that was at? 
Yeah, I think at times, and again, this is just watching from the press box, watching from afar, so you don't get the full details and you certainly don't know the calls, but there are times where you felt like he could have stepped up in the pocket. There are times where you felt like, you know, he stepped up, but maybe too late. Um, so just the general awareness, it's like you feel like sometimes he's not quite seeing the full picture there. So maybe that's on him, maybe that's on the line. You kind of have to go right. back and watch, as Ron Rivera would say. Is this part of the Wentz experience, or do you feel like, is this a one-game blip here? Because he played well the first two games. Right. He played well. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think it's – I think, again, it's a little bit of both. I mean, he is known to hold the ball a little too long. You're going to have the extremes in some games, right? The perfect deep pass followed by an interception. Um, but I think the way these games have played out and, you know, he hasn't played up to par, it just kind of snowballs. And I think then the game gets the game gets away. Yeah. And right. he also seemed like – the one thing that also happens to any quarterback, you get that pressure and you saw it for there's a stretch there where it's like sped up, yeah. you know, missing guys because you sped up a yeah. little bit. And that I think Carson Wentz under pressure is a very different quarterback from Carson Wentz with a clean pocket. I mean, as is any quarterback, let's be real. But, you know, I think it's especially noticeable with him. And, and I, would, I would agree with that. And I think when he gets rolling, like we saw the second half last week, he can be really good. Right. And But that requires everybody kind of – getting starting to get going too or helping out and receivers getting open do you do you think you know we saw like we know these receivers are explosive and i think for both of us you probably you got to go back and be able to watch a different version of the game to see really what what happened are you surprised though you know the protection issues but are you surprised they weren't able to get these guys a little bit more involved earlier yeah a little bit especially it being two games in a row now where terry's not targeted until the third quarter which Again, game circumstances, you're getting sacked on every drive. It's a little difficult to get a pass off, let alone one to him. But it's, you know, this is this is what they got to figure out. This is what they do. You know, they, that's your top paid receiver. You got to give them the ball. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers could bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KIME, K-E-I-M, to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code KIME, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. What's the level of concern for you with this team right now? Uh, pretty high. I mean, again, it's, it's only week three. Um, but you, you see the way they're losing. It's, it's concerning. And, you know, the longer it goes on, you start to wonder at what point you kind of lose the team. Do they get so frustrated that they're like, I'm done, you know? Is that because this is now year three that you feel like that? Yeah, year three. But, you know, this is what number quarterback over these three years? You know, it's. It's just kind of an endless cycle. And, you know, I think with anybody would take a toll on them and think it would with the fans too, you know? Um, So there's got to be some of that built up frustration and, you know, you just worry at a certain point, is it going to be too much to come back from? And how much, how important for, and again, I don't want to put everything on Carson Wentz because it wasn't, but he's a quarterback. And when you have a quarterback that can play well, your organization has a different level of hope. So we're going to talk a lot about the quarterback for that reason. So, but with Wentz, how, you know, how important will this week be for him bouncing back from that? And then and then as he said after the game, hey, you can't blame just the O-line on that one. There right. are a lot of things that I can do better. How right. important is this week for him from a leadership standpoint? Oh, I think it's huge. I mean, you know, I think everybody knows he hasn't played the greatest, certainly, over these last two games. Um, the team as a whole hasn't either. But if he can help them bounce back and overcome the adversity – that's incredibly big, especially going to Dallas to face a di- divisional rival. Um, you know, I'd like to think that Washington does have some advantage, so it didn't help them today, obviously. I mean, this is this will be the second time they placed they faced a, a divisional rival on a short week. So they they gotta take advantage of that. Um, but I think, yeah, it, it whether it's fair or not, it always starts with the quarterback. You sure. know, that's the way it is. And I think when because again, we're looking at hope for future. Right. That's what people want to hear about too, and so that always comes back to the quarterback. But it, and then when the line, if the line isn't holding up, and it does, then it affects his game. Obviously, defensively though, what did you? They for the first half of that first half, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I thought they had, yeah, exactly. I thought they had some really good moments. I thought Benjamin St. Juice played played pretty well, moving the outside in place of William Jackson. Um, the run defense, which has kind of been their, their weakest link the last two games, they held them to what, only 71, 72 yards on the ground. Um, but it's those explosive plays that just keep getting them. Um, you know, they can have, you know, a, a solid, you know, 45 minutes of play, but they give up those explosive plays. It, it doesn't even matter, you know. Um, I think they have what, like six plays of 20 yards or more, I want to say. I, I have stuff right here. It's one, two, three. Five plays, Five. thirty yards or more. Yeah, three of forty or more. Yeah, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. Um, you can't win like that. No, it's impossible. And you know, and I haven't gone back to look at the specifics on each one, but uh, you know, if it were like last week, it's communication issues, it's missed tackles, it's a combination of things that they keep saying every week. They just need to clean up. And well, and the other the other thing too that I wonder too, because we go back to the offensive line, and I think. There was talk about the line going into the season about did they replace Sheriff and Flowers right. adequately enough? Conversely, corner depth. Right. What did they do enough there? And you have Rashad Wild Goose as a slot corner. He was cut. And not that that means you're a bad player automatically, because a lot of guys get cut and go on and do well, but that's where their depth is right now. Right. And so what do you think about where that is at? I think it's 
they need depth across the board. I mean, their D line is beat up. Um, you know, I, I, the interior had any of them gotten hurt, nothing like that. That would have been a disaster. Um, their linebackers, I feel like they they need more help there. They have for the better part of three years, I think. But yeah, they're secondary. They're they're getting thin. They're getting thin in like depth, but they also need a higher level starter quality at this point. And like you said with Wild Goose, is you know that's a tough circumstance to yeah. come in to start moving to the slot and then you know to face a divisional rival at home. It's it's a big game. Um, but I believe he gave up what forty yards and penalties with two PIs. Like that's brutal. And at least like with the defensive line, they had some depth, but then you lose Smith Williams, you lose Two Hill, exactly. you lose Daniel Wise. You lose your first and so, second level. Yeah. Right. So you're not expecting to have that like when you're in that situation, the problem that I have with corner is the depth was bad in the offseason and in training camp. And now that's where right. I have an issue. Right. No, and I agree with you. And I, I always felt like they're you know, if everything were perfect, everybody were healthy, they'd have a pretty good starting group. But you lose one, two, five, six. I mean, that's it. And a lot of positions, starter to backup is can be a steep drop. And you know, I it, I think in past years it felt more seamless, um, but not not this year. I think the one, how much? Because one thing that Ron Rivera's talked about too is there's youth, and I know people don't want to hear that because for 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 Ron Rivera, this is third year for these fans. You follow his team, right. it's year 20 plus. Decade three. It's year, right, it's year 20 <laughs> yeah. plus, right, decade three and for three years. But when you do see that, right. is that valid in some cases? Derek Forrest, second sure. year, St. Juice, second year. You know, um, who was the other one? I'm missing oh, I'm missing somebody else who was young. Oh, Jamin Davis, Jamie second Davis. year. Yeah. Um, is, is that a legitimate thing? Or is that, I mean, should there be... Is the growing pains a legitimate thing, or is it being maybe to used to obscure things a little bit? I, I think it's legitimate in some areas, but I also fall back on the truth that that's the case for every team. You bring in new players, young players, draft picks. You're gonna have some rookies, some second year players, some starting positions. Um, you know, I, I I think at this point, maybe not for the rookies, but I do think they have a good number of veterans. I mean, they he keeps talking about having 10 offensive linemen with considerable experience. So they are pretty veteran up front. Um, they have a veteran quarterback, you know, their defensive line, two veterans in John Allen and Deron Payne. Um, not on, you know, one's not on a second contract, but you know, they've, they've been in the league for a while. I mean, Kendall Fuller, veteran, Bobby McKean, veteran, William Jackson, veteran, like, Sam Curls, he's young, but he's a vet. Right, exactly. So I, I don't think it's all youth at this point. I, I I think it's other things. What, like what? Just cleaning up mistakes and just doing the things they've been talking about every week, you know? And obviously, a lot gets put on coaches. And, sure. you know, people want, they want Del Rio's head on a platter. They want this guy. They want this guy for another guy. Where are you at with all that? Because, yeah. I don't know, where are you at? My thing is always, if you're going to do this, what are you going to do next? If you get rid of Del Rio, all right, who's calling plays for the defense? Who's on this staff to call plays for this defense? I don't know anybody that's done it, right? So unless Ron's going to take that out. Yeah. So, I mean, there's always a if this, then what clause. Um, so I, I think in the offseason, if, if this season continues the way it has, yeah, I think you certainly need to look at it. 
bigger change. And there may be one, you know, whether it's voluntary or not for this group, but, um, you know, mid-season right now, will that actually make the defense better? Who's going to be calling the plays? To me, it's just kind of, you know, doesn't make sense. And one thing we know, too, is his teams have gotten better historically throughout the second half. Yeah. What do you see, though? I mean, is it way too early to see the signs and know which way this is going to go? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so early. It's, it's week three. Um, you know, for for a lot of these guys, some of these guys are playing their first games as commanders still, you know. So, yeah, it, it's still early. they got plenty of time left to turn around. We just hope, again, it, it doesn't snowball and become out of control. And then the other thing, too, defensively, we're staying, staying there. Is it one turnover in three games? Yes. Once, yes. And it was the yes. thrown up for grabs, Trevor Lawrence pass. Yes. So the, and they haven't, they, I guess they came close to a couple yeah. last week, but it really, like, that's another thing. There, there's been no ability to change field positions, change momentum right. at that side of the ball. Do they have, do you feel like they have, like, Montez Sweat, we keep waiting for him to bust out, right. and he seems to be, I was telling you. getting pressure. It's just, can't, it's not going home yet. You know? Right. And. You weren't here when Preston Smith was here, but Preston Smith was the master of being a step away. Montez has been about six inches away or eight right. inches away, more yeah. than a, closer than a step. But you know, but do they have the playmakers? Do they have playmakers on this defense to maybe help get this turned around like that? I think so. I think it's up front they do again if they can stay healthy. I think Deron Payne is having a heck of a season. Like it goes unnoticed because of the way they're finishing and. Just, you know, stats don't always reflect it, but I think he's having a heck of a season. I think John Allen gets home a fair amount. Montez, I, I think he's generating pressure, but then he'll have, like, a mistake here or there that kind of trumps the good things he does. Um, you know, you'd like to hope that in having Chase Young back whenever he comes back, that that can bolster the group. But, again, I look at last season, it wasn't that great when all four of them were in it. You know, maybe more... I don't know. You just hope for something different, but I do think they have playmakers. I think Kendall is more incapable of, you know, coming away with, you know, turnovers here and there. I thought St. Juice played well. Um, I think guys like Derek Forrest and Cam Curl, they have that ability all the time. It's just, can they put everything together to create those opportunities? You saw Brian Robinson before the game. We've seen him out of practice. Yeah. You think, I mean, we don't know for sure when he's coming back, but he's looking pretty good. Yeah, I think my, I mean, I feel like I was just with him, not a doctor. I don't know. Um, but, like, the fact that he's on the field, that he's running routes, that he is very obviously progressed each time we've seen him out there. To me, that gives me hope that he can, he can come back immediately. How much he'll play immediately, I don't know. But, like, you know, you think about Chase Young coming back from his ACL, different injury, different circumstances. He's going to need a ramp up period, whereas Brian Robinson is getting on the field now. Will that limit his ramp up period? Will we get him back sooner? I mean, that that would be the hope there. And the funny thing is, like, in just a couple more minutes here, but, like, looking at the team, you don't want to make too much of one game. You don't want to go down the road of, like, oh, my God. You know, I still think Carson Wentz has done – a mostly good job in the first game. Good. Second half last week, really good. You know, today, a bad day, bad day for the entire offense. Um, but so you don't want to go down the road of like, this was the emblematic of what all is going to happen. But I also wonder if it had looked a little bit more even last week, like yeah. they had the score was the same, but maybe not that ugly, ugly first half, which right. is in the back of the people's minds. Like, you know, but what are your signs for like, I want to say signs for hope, but like signs to say like, Hey, 
this could happen, this, you know, there's, there's this, yeah. there's still this. I mean, to me, it just all goes back to week one. We saw what they could be. Yes, it was against the Jaguars, but still, you know, they, they showed some flashes of, you know, how dynamic they can be on offense and using their, their very playmakers. Um, I thought Wentz looked very solid in that game. The O-line held up. Um, the defense had some mistakes, but overall it wasn't too bad. Um, so, yeah, I think that proof was there. And I think even in these games, you see flashes, you know, Wentz will throw a, a beautiful deep ball or, you know, you'll have one great running catch by, you know, Curtis Samuel, Terry or Dotson. Um, but it's it's always been about consistency for this team. Um, still is, apparently. It is. And, you know, you look at those, you brought up Curtis Samuel, Samuel, Dotson, McLaurin, they're still talented. They're not, oh, yeah. so like those guys are, and Logan Thomas getting yeah. back healthier um, when Brian Robinson gets back out there, it changes some of what they can do on offense and you get the power back in there and get some more split out. And, you know, defensively, you got, to me, a big thing is get healthy, but then you need to get like the Cole Holcombs and Jamin playing really consistent but you need to get healthy just to become, right? you know, okay. Right. No, I totally agree. I mean, and, and the more injuries there are, especially up front, I mean, you're just stressing your guys on the interior, and they're the best you got right now. Um, so the more plays that John Allen plays that he doesn't need to play or wouldn't be playing had, you know, somebody else been healthy, to me, that's, that's what ultimately hurts because it, it's only week three, you know, what's he going to feel like in 10 weeks, you know? Right. And I last thing, we've both been around covering this league a while, so when you again, because it is year three, and there are you know they are not they haven't had great great success. Mm-hmm. Obviously, do you? At what point do you worry with players? It's too early for players to like lose confidence. There's way too much. There's sure. 14 games left. But is that in the back of your head at all? Like how long will they stick? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, especially for the ones who have been here longer, who have experienced the turnover of quarterbacks and and play callers and you know, experience some of the same losses the same way. Guys like, I don't ever think Terry would get like this, but, you know, it, it, it takes a toll on you mentally. And, you know, I, I think for even the young guys who don't really understand how long an NFL season can seem, um, if you keep losing like this, it's, you know, guys are not checked out. I don't think well, this team yeah. is ever checked out, yeah. but it is, it becomes much harder to win and, and make make it feel like there's, there's value in that if you've you know already been cut out. And the funny thing is, if they go down to Dallas and win, life just looks a little oh, bit yeah. different. It, yeah. It's that's that's how they're, yeah, they're a team on the rise. If that happens, you know, it's amazing how quick life changes. There you go. So Nikki, thanks a lot for joining me, and thank you for tuning in. As always, I'll be back on Tuesday night with the voice of the Commanders, Bram Weinstein, in our live YouTube show. It, you know what? It's a therapy Tuesday, folks. And again, there are no bills. And you can bring your ranch and your your venom, and we'll talk about it on the air. So check us out there, 7.30 Eastern Time, Tuesday, Empire Media, AMP, IRE. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next time.